there, and welcome to Common Sense Living, the podcast that addresses everyday topics and hopes to provide inspiration for living your life to the fullest. My name is Catherine, and I am your host. Before we begin, I just want to announce I have my very own website. You can find it by simply typing commonsenseliving.ca. You'll be able to find all my content centralized in one place if ever you need a dose of inspiration. Now, let's get into today's topic. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood. And sorry I could not travel both, and be one traveller, long I stood, and looked down one as far as I could, to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other, as just as fair, and having perhaps the better claim, because it was grassy and wanted wear, though, as for that the passing there, had worn them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay, in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet, knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I ever should come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh, somewhere ages and ages hence. Two roads diverge in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. You might recognize this poem because it's pretty popular and it's called The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost. I think about this poem a lot and although I don't really have a favorite poem, this is the one that I really enjoy. A lot of times in life, what Robert Frost says is quite true. We are often pressured to go down certain roads in life because it's a safe choice. One is seen as more valuable and enriching than another, and often the road not traveled is heavily criticized and looked down upon, and sometimes the reason behind this could be fear, fear of the unknown and fear of failure. We do not know what awaits us on the other side of our comfort zone, but should we also not try to explore it? I mentioned in my blog post the illusion of comfort that we do not grow in these conditions, Although we seek comfort, that is not where we live our most fulfilling lives. Every journey starts with a conscious first step forward. Recently, I had an appointment with a naturopath recommended by a co-worker. We were talking about my eczema, and as a lot of you know, I've been suffering with eczema for quite a while now, and my skin is often very unsightly, and I kind of scratch, and I have very dry skin, so it's very obvious. So when my coworker recommended this naturopath to me, I decided to take uh, take a conscious step forward in that direction because I had been a strong believer in traditional medicine and it seemed to do um, not much for me. So I read up a bit on this naturopath because I was skeptical at first. I never went to a naturopath, as I said, so I didn't know if I could actually trust his diagnoses. So. After reading up on him before my appointment, I found he was heavily criticized by the Physician Society, and funny enough, they even wanted to shut him down and silence him. Why? Because medical practices are, that are not traditional were seen as wrong, and if they don't practice actual medicine, like providing prescriptions, and other medications um, regulated by the government or any other things that um, that a lot of other traditional medicine 
actually um, backs up, then they're not seen as entirely legitimate. Funny enough though, the naturopath that I saw actually has a background in traditional medicine in pediatrics. So he was traditionally, in the traditional sense, a doctor before becoming a naturopath. I kind of wonder sometimes why he stepped away from traditional medicine. I think that maybe... I have a theory that he maybe saw that he wasn't able to help as many people as he wanted to and that he was just writing prescriptions and everything, especially for little kids. I think that he really wanted to take the more natural path because you shouldn't be ingesting so many chemicals as a child. And I'm really not that much of a green person. At the same time as our health starts at a young age, if we're exposed to chemicals at a young age and we continue to live life with these chemicals, there's no saying what adverse effects will happen to us in the long term. So funny enough, doctors and physicians, in the traditional sense, um, are quite scared of the naturopath that I spoke to you about because of fear for the implications of their job and their status as professionals. They write prescriptions without knowing the real cause behind what the patients are experiencing. I remember at one point I had a dermatologist who saw me, looked at my skin, and just wrote a prescription, but he didn't seem to understand, he didn't ask questions really, he just wrote a prescription, and it was always for a different medicine. And at one point I really did feel like his guinea pig, because I just wasn't getting better from his medication, and I just didn't feel valued as a person, let alone a client. So, the holistic approach to the naturopath that I saw, his name was Dr. Ken Monty Zambert, was acupuncture. Oddly enough, it's kind of scary because acupuncture involves needles, but the machine that he used on me used a metal slash wood device that pinpointed exact pressure points where your body was experiencing struggles. So he checked pressure points in my hands and feet and managed to pinpoint when exactly my symptoms started. A lot of you probably know I have eczema, and his diagnosis really blew my mind. I had trichlorophenol poisoning. Now, what is trichlorophenol? It's bleach. I had bleach poisoning, and I still have bleach poisoning. And I was just, my mind was blown by this because I had been in the food industry for, for many years now, about eight or nine years. And when he told me when exactly my symptoms started, it was eight or nine years ago. But I never told him that. And our body has a way of kind of telling the truth behind what we experience. And funny enough, eight or nine years ago, I wasn't experiencing any symptoms whatsoever of eczema or any skin condition at all. So what I find is funny is that if you do mistreat your body, it will eventually show up in a physical form and that's when you have to address it right? and you should actually address it before these symptoms even come up and we should all take the conscious step to look after our bodies every day he gave me two drop containers and i have to take them for just five weeks 
no expensive creams, no expensive medications or anything, or lifelong refills, uh, every year having to go back and getting another refill or another product. Just two containers for five weeks. He also mentioned for me to throw away a lot of bleach products that I was using because the fumes were actually not good for me. And even though I did quit my job uh, working in the food industry, I still use bleaching products to clean my home. And so the fumes are continuously in my living space and after long-term exposure and the continuous exposure, even if it is quite small apparently, it really has impacted my health to the point that I was misdiagnosed for eczema. And that really made me think about the hard-earned money that I lost to this misdiagnosis from a few well-known healthcare professionals, like dermatologists, and they, they, they specialize in skin. However, they aren't given the full picture. And although bleach poisoning doesn't seem like a term that we use very much in our everyday lives, it's still a possibility. The point is, if I never saw Dr. Ken, I would have never even known about this. I took the road less traveled going with alternative medicine, which I am completely new to, but Dr. Mm -hmm. Ken took the bigger step of actually stepping away from a stable income as a pediatrician in traditional medicine to help others live a better, more natural life. He's helping more than just kids now and has told me he helped over 11,000 people. He's been in practice for quite a few years as a naturopath, and 11,000 people is definitely a lot, but it just made me think, and I even asked him, imagine if everyone had a more open mind, you would be able to help so many other people. And he said, they all just want the quick fix. This comment and a lot of what he said actually really resonated with me. You cannot find a fix-all product for your life. A fulfilling life comes from hard work and sacrifice. And it could come from taking the road less traveled and finding your true path and true desires. The point is, it takes work. Life has a way of guiding you towards your purpose, and a lot of the time, helping others is something that makes us all feel more purposeful. All this to say, the quick fix might be easy in the beginning, but could have long-term repercussions in the future that you may not even be expecting. Also, in no way is the quick fix the road less traveled. Why? Because the quick fix is often very easy. Nothing worth it comes easy in life, and I think a lot of us learn this the hard way. In spite of everything that happened, Dr. Ken still practices medicine despite the way the medical community views him and treats him and continues to treat him. Regardless of the struggles he faced, he is humble, he's genuinely kind, and he has a great sense of humor. He just seems like a well-rounded and grounded person, and talking to him felt like I was actually connecting with a genuine human being, and that's something that we definitely need a lot more of. Most of all, I noticed that he had a very strong spirit and a strong purpose to help people. When we take the road less traveled, it's not always easy. We may look back at life when life was easier and reminisce, maybe even wanting to go back to that simpler life because of the struggles we're facing right now. But do we really want to return to those safe times where not much interesting things happened? We may have to question our choices every day. Is this helping me lead a better, more purposeful life? 
If not, then maybe make a change. If we take the road less traveled, there's no telling how far we will go. Thank you once again for listening and supporting the show. The best way to listen to the show is on Spotify under Common Sense Living. You can also listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts now. So check it out if you haven't already. You can follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn, both at common underscore sense underscore living. Also, if you have any comments or questions, feel free to send me an email, which will also be in the episode description. As I mentioned, I have my very own website, so take a look and let me know what you think. Thank you once again for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and I look forward to speaking with you next time. Hello there, and welcome to Common Sense Living, the podcast that addresses everyday topics and hopes to provide inspiration for living your life to the fullest. My name is Catherine, and I am your host. Before we begin, I just want to announce that I have my very own website. You can find it by simply typing in commonsenseliving.ca. You'll be able to find all my content centralized in one place if ever you need a dose of inspiration. So now, let's get into today's topic. Recently, I was reading a blog post by Jeff Goins regarding the topic of being yourself. He said that you'll be happy once you can be yourself, and that's something that he's heard a lot in his life too. But the truth is, do we even know who we are? I know, I'm starting this podcast episode off on a pretty existential level, and um, I think that... Maybe we have a hard time describing ourselves sometimes, so we really have to think about how would you describe yourself to somebody? Would you describe yourself as silly, funny, uh, serious, introverted, extroverted, classy? It all depends, and everything kind of starts at the level that you see yourself. And in order to be who we are, we must be able to define ourselves. We can either define ourselves by who we are or, unfortunately, what we have. The narrative and the mindset behind each is very different, so we have to be very careful about which one we choose. Personally, I find the best option is to define yourself based on who you are and the characteristics you you. Personally, I find the best option is to define yourself and the characteristics that you actually possess because there's a story behind everybody and I believe that needs to be shared. There's certain things in your life that have gotten you through hardships and that make you the person that you are today. And usually those are things that make you stronger or more stronger. Usually those are things that make you stronger or more resilient in the face of hardship or just kind of make you have a lighthearted mentality about life. Either which way, it's the way that you lead your life and it's important. There's a freedom in being able to define yourself based on who you are and not being dependent on material objects to define your status because things are a symbol of status, but they're not a symbol of inner wealth. We need to lead rich inner lives and eventually it will flow into our outer lives and make them more beautiful too. Another factor is being who you are unapologetically. That means being your most true and authentic self and... That even means that some people might not like you for who you are, but you kind of have to nonchalantly just accept that. The right people will come into your life and stay there, and the wrong people, or at least the people that won't want to stay in your life, will leave, and that's okay too. We just have to start learning to accept that. 
Being your most authentic self is scary because it involves some sort of vulnerability. I spoke about this in my recent blog post at commonsenseliving.ca titled Vulnerability, quite appropriately, because although in many ways vulnerability is defined as weakness and possible pain, it could also be viewed as a way of showing strength. In order to be vulnerable and to be our most authentic selves, we must let our guard down to some degree and allow ourselves to simply be flawed. We don't need to be perfect. In fact, being perfect is not being yourself or authentic. Because as human beings, we are naturally flawed, and we should start accepting that. So, why do we feel the need to always be so perfect? We just need to let go of that need and step into our real selves. Being our most authentic self also paves the way for others to feel safe about being themselves. So, by simply being who you are and being more connected to your inner self, you could inspire others quite unconsciously, to be themselves and to have a safe space to actually share their feelings and to share who they truly are. I'm very happy because I'm part of a community of other bloggers and self-help creators who I find make up a huge community that makes me grateful and that makes me very strong as an individual. And I've realized that It's made me be more vulnerable, but I feel comfortable in that. And I think that we should all find little pockets like this in our lives where we feel comfortable being ourselves. And I'm very happy that I found it, but social media doesn't have to be for everybody. And I find that if you find places where you can be vulnerable in your everyday life with friends and family or other loved ones, then that's perfectly fine too. You just need a space in which you could be yourself. And you could even encourage other people to be themselves as well. Being yourself encourages others to be their... Okay, stop. No. In the end, although choosing to be yourself is a choice, it is a choice worth making. Not everyone is going to like you, so wouldn't it be nice to know who truly accepts you for who you are? Not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy. And I'm not always going to say, I'm not saying it's easy, but being your most authentic self involves bravery, and the payoff is often good. So discover who you are and who you want to be. It truly is a worthwhile pursuit. Thank you once again for listening and supporting the show. The best way to listen to the show is on Spotify under Common Sense Living. You could also listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts now, so check it out if you haven't already. You could also follow me on Instagram and LinkedIn, both at common underscore sense underscore living. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to send me an email, which will also be in the episode description. As I mentioned, I have my very own website, so take a look and let me know what you think. Thank you once again for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and I look forward to speaking with you next time.